Tim, I am so excited because this week we have as our sponsor Mac Weldon. I am legitimately excited about this, Tom. Tim. You're very excited because uh, we got we got some of their products to try out. Yeah, they sent me underpants. Yeah, which is really the 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 best way to your heart. Yeah, through... sending you underpants and socks. Yeah, socks and underpants. You wouldn't think so because I used to get so mad at my parents when they'd <laughs> buy me that for Christmas. Yeah, but times have changed now, and you you want nice stuff. This yeah. is the nicest stuff you can get. These are probably the nicest underpants I've ever had, Tom. I don't know much about your underpants, but I will go out on a limb and say that they are the nicest underpants. Yeah, and have. not and I I didn't buy like garbage underpants before. Yeah, but these Tim are top of the line. They are. I got a, a sweatshirt from them. I've been in the sweatshirt for three days straight since I got it. Most comfortable sweatshirt I've ever I've been owned. in the sweatshirt business for 35 <laughs> years. I've never seen a, a more comfortable sweatshirt. Uh, but especially now with the holidays, it, if you got a guy on the, on your list you got to get something for, they're going to be uh, tickled pink when they see how nice this stuff is. I'm, Underwear, shirts, t-shirts. Yeah, I'm serious. Like that, This stuff is, uh, I actually... Uh, I will be a customer as long as Mac Weldon is around. There you go. Well, Tim, you can also get 20% off by using the code everything. What? At checkout. So it's MacWeldon.com, M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com. Use the code everything at checkout, and you get 20% off. And they got gift packages for, for the holidays and everything. I'll be honest. I say a lot of bullshit in these uh, in these commercials. Sometimes, usually, we're reading uh, yeah, a script. Verbatim. Yeah. No. Not with this. No. I, if 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 you're gonna choose one thing to try out, one sponsor. Well, and especially Tim, they'll give you a, a no questions asked uh, thirty day return. You don't even have to send them uh, the underwear back. Yeah. Well, they don't want to have to burn them. <laughs> they'll just give you your money back. That's how confident they are. Yeah. Okay. So everybody, if you if you got a man in your life, or if you are a man in your life. Um, buy these underpants or undershirts or just t-shirts or sweatshirts. They got them all. Socks. MacWeldon.com. Code everything. 20% off. Do it. Hey, New York City. Our live show is coming up uh, next week, uh, December 4th at Union Hall in Brooklyn. It's our holiday spectacular, and you should really go because it's cheap and it's fun. And we got a lot of surprises. Well, it's going to be uh, one of our live shows. It's like us talking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, temper your expectations. Yeah, but it's going to be great, and it's totally worth your time. And uh, so you should go to it, tcgte.com slash live for tickets. I'll be there. I'm pretty sure Tom's going to be there. I have to check my schedule. Yeah, all right. tcgte.com slash live. The Holiday Spectacular. Welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. I am Tim. Tim, how are you doing this Tom, week? was that a visual bit you did? What? You said, I'm your host, and then you picked up your <laughs> phone like you were consulting notes. Oh, like I forgot what my name was? Yeah. No, the, the, the screen came on, and I don't know why. Yeah. These devices. Yeah. It's like, uh, who's controlling uh, who? Are we controlling the devices, or are the devices controlling us? It's something I think about a lot. Uh, how are you this week, Tom? Uh, I'm pretty good, Tim. Uh, Thanksgiving's coming up. Sure is. I mean, people will be listening to this after Thanksgiving. Right. So maybe something awesome happened 
on Thanksgiving. Maybe they got like some really cool new uh, floats in the Macy Day Parade. Yeah, that like changed the world, and they're <laughs> they're like appalled that like you guys aren't talking about the perpetual energy float. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they decided to unveil it. I never, as a kid. I was always uh, kind of perplexed at how excited people got about the the floats in the parade. I the, the never balloons. gave a shit. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. The balloons in the the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It's like, uh, well, just look at it, because like, especially when we were kids, uh huh, it was like the same Woody Woodpecker uh, balloon that they were using <laughs> since 1956, yeah. right? And also, no, but I remember like the first time they were like, "We're gonna have Bart Simpson." And I was like, oh, man, awesome. And then, it, you know, the Bart float came, and I was like, uh, it doesn't do anything, though, huh? Yeah. Every, I mean, every Sunday night on our TV screens <laughs> yeah. and every Thursday night, Bart Simpson would, like, uh, say, uh, like, mean things to authority, tell them to kiss yeah. his butt and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he get into all kinds of hijinks. Yeah, and this is just him, like... Uh, tell people to eat his underwear. Yeah. And you, this is just you hear uh, some marching band go like, and then like Al Roker would be like, uh oh, and here comes uh, th- this generation's uh, Dennis mo- the Menace. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Bart Simpson on his skateboard, and then it's just a big balloon of him, and it's not even causing any mayhem. That was the only thing about the balloons. I like that they were a little scary because you're like... Well, sometimes they get caught in trees and stuff. Yeah, sometimes they'd hit buildings and like break windows. Yeah. One time, uh, there was a guy sitting on top of a light pole or something, mm-hmm. and he got knocked off of the light pole by a... <laughs> well, I mean... And one time, a, a, a light pole got like knocked over onto spectators. And so like, that's terrible, especially since like the spectators were like kids and stuff. <laughs> right. But like at the same time, it's like, well, we it need a little some, spice we, yeah, we it. need a little bit of danger in this yeah. thing. I mean, I would have thought by now that at least once somebody would have pulled the prank of like, don't obey, tell Charlie. But uh, when we get to Fifth Avenue, we're all gonna let go, and we're gonna watch Charlie uh, fly away. Oh man, <laughs> that would be my biggest fear. <laughs> yeah, because Charlie would go down with the ship. He'd be like, I'm not letting go of this Bart Simpson balloon. I bet that thing would take off quick. I bet it would very quickly get to the point you would have seconds to decide to let go and then it would be too late yeah and i'd then let you'd go. have to hope that like a helicopter would come get you yeah or that a man with a rifle would shoot a, a perfectly uh, sized hole to let you well, down smoothly what would happen a bart simpson balloon mm-hmm. full of uh, hot air mm-hmm. sounds more like homer simpson to me right yeah. what with his uh uh hairbrained uh schemes and opinions uh-huh. uh so it's full of hot air, mm-hmm. and they let go of it. Or helium? Is it helium? I think it's helium. Yeah, because it can't be hot air. There's no like fire thing. It's not like Isn't a hot air balloon. Helium scarce right now. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I think it's scarce because we fill up these balloons with them all the time. Yeah, at some point, is it going to be like? Oh, I remember when we had enough helium for balloons. No, yeah. we're running out of helium. Yeah, like, I know. If helium wasn't government subsidized, it would be like like one balloon would cost you like five hundred dollars. What a world. And the thing is, which I don't get. So how does is old man once, Macy get all this? Uh... <laughs> once we're out of helium, there's that's it. Like, there's no way to get it's it in back. in space now. Yeah. Yeah, go to space and capture it amongst yeah. all the other Good gases. Good luck. Yeah. 
Don't bring any of those other gases back. We don't know what they are. Space gases. Yeah. Uh, they could That's have. the last goddamn yeah. thing we need. Maybe, may, or you know what, Tom? Maybe we need some more yeah, space you know gases <laughs> in this world. Maybe that would make everybody think. Yeah. Uh, how high would it go? Would it go to space? No, we can go to space. Once, once like a, a helium or hot air balloon gets to a certain point, and I think like the stratosphere. Okay. It's just, you know, it's too cold up there. It's too rough. And the thing's going to pop. Okay. So then you, and then you'd safely land back <laughs> on Fifth <laughs> Avenue. Yeah. Yeah. It pops by just springing a little tiny. <laughs> yeah. And you go, whoa. whoa. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he would get zipped around yeah, quite that, a bit. <laughs> to be honest, probably be a very memorable Thanksgiving for him. Oh, yeah. And then we'd have to, you know, hopefully they would do it with an old one like Woody Woodpecker so we can finally get a new. Kids don't know who Woody Woodpecker is. I barely knew who Woody Woodpecker yeah, I was. I was born in 1982. I knew who Woody Woodpecker was. I certainly didn't like him. No, me neither. It's like, Did oh, kids... the guy with the annoying voice. Yeah, was there a, was was there ever a generation of kids that was like, yeah, Woody Woodpecker speaking my language? <laughs> I always think that. <laughs> he about... says what I'm thinking. <laughs> I was thinking about like a lot of older cartoon characters where I'm like, you know, previous generations are thrusting this on me. I don't think they liked it either. No. I think some of these, I don't know, maybe Woody Woodpecker's got a good agent or something and uh, just keeps getting work. He does. I mean, I don't know. He's uh, like Mighty Mouse was never funny to me. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't funny. It was just like, oh, okay. It's Superman, but a mouse. Superhero. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. Guys, but you're old, you're old man BS. Stop trying to make me watch well, it. Do you think kids these days feel the same way about Transformers, where like they go see these Michael Bay reimaginings of probably. them? Probably. And they're just like, cars that turn into... Shut up. Yeah. Just give me but it wasn't, Yu-Gi-Oh or whatever. But it wasn't universal because, uh, you know, as a kid, like uh, watching like Popeye cartoons, I was like, all right, this guy's great. <laughs> he eats spinach and then he gets muscles. And I think he's cursing a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think he, he probably was cursing, right? Uh, he was. I like that he was ill-tempered, Whoa. but like he wasn't smart. Mm-hmm. He wasn't particularly nice. <laughs> no, he was very nice. No, he Bluto just. Pluto brought the worst out in him. No, he, the thing Sorry, is. Sorry, Popeye. I'm taking your girlfriend. Yeah. Was, why, why, you wanna... We talk about Popeye <laughs> way too much on this podcast, Dub. <laughs> well, it's in the zeitgeist. Um, He just seems like uh, he wasn't very clever. Yeah, I mean. I, li- I like this about you him. You think he would have carried around on. a can of spinach at some point, for he, God's sake. Yeah. He was still cast as the lead in a cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cast the, as the lead. Yeah, of all the uh, the options they had. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think what other like old cartoons I liked. I didn't like old Disney cartoons, really. No, I liked... Uh, I mean, I loved Warner Brothers cartoons. Uh, I didn't... I liked um, Donald Duck. For I think the same reasons, like a speech impediment, and it sounds like he's cursing, and he gets unreasonably angry. <laughs> yeah, that's why I like Daffy Duck. Daffy Duck gets so unreasonably angry, but then sometimes he gets so angry that like he's he's calm because he's just had it. You know how I can like fly off the handle a lot, Tom? Like mm-hmm. at a at a, a drop of a, di- a, a drop of a hat. Drop of a hat. Yeah. 
Yes, you drop you you drop the dime on somebody, right? When you're incriminating them, when you're snitching yeah, on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, nobody's been snitching on me. Otherwise, I'll go full on Daffy Duck. Yeah. No, uh, I've seen you. Yeah, I've full seen on you, quack attack. I've seen you go fly off the handle for such. I would think small transgressions as somebody just shooting your bill so hard it goes around the other side. Yeah, yeah. no, that's that, uh, look. A lot of people will laugh that off. Me, I get steamed. Yeah. But uh, if somebody tries to tell you that it's Tim season yeah. and you can hunt Tims, yeah, and I'm like, it's Tom season. We 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 had this <laughs> this very argument not 20 minutes ago before we recorded, and I showed you the sign that said Tim season very clearly. It's true. Um, no, I have like a very mild mannered family, mm-hmm. but I think I learned how to fly off the handle by <laughs> emulating Daffy Duck. I was like, this guy's cool. So Daffy <laughs> this Duck guy will be my main influence. He was a bad influence on you. Yeah, like uh, my parents did everything they could to make me into like uh, a reasonable person, yeah. and then I was just like, eh, you know what? You know who carries more, who has more clout in Tim's life? Yeah, this uh, this cartoon duck. Yeah, for me it was uh, it was Bugs because he was a stinker. Yeah, you're always trying to outsmart people. Yeah, I'm always trying to just just be a stinker in general. I used to hate uh, Bugs Bunny. Yeah, now I love him. All those characters are all great. I don't like how they the how they've sanitized Bugs Bunny to where you know how that when you ever go to a Six Flags yeah, uh, yeah. amusement park yeah they made him like the leader he's yeah. not the leader he's like oh I'm wearing a tuxedo every time you <laughs> yeah. see me oh come on we know you 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 like being naked yeah don't stop uh, you're not always the master of ceremony like it's like oh welcome to my estate I'm the the famous millionaire rabbit Bugs Bunny <laughs> yeah that's not who he is no. Let him pull some uh, stuff. Hijinks, yeah. Yeah, let him uh, loosen the screws on the roller coasters. <laughs> Ain't I a stinker? Tim, uh, did you do anything fun this week? Uh, last week, I went and saw uh, Home Alone in the theater. Well, how was that? It was great. Tom, I, how many times have you seen the movie Home Alone? As a kid, I remember seeing it at least twice in the theaters, maybe three yeah, times. Yeah, I saw, I saw it three times in the theaters. Yeah. It was a it was a blockbuster. Yeah, um, and then countless times on video. Oh yeah, I'd say I probably saw it six thousand times. I remember getting that video for for Christmas, and it being like a that was one of those. Uh, I guess they still do that because it makes sense that uh, like uh, Christmas movies when they come out, they don't release them on like. DVD yeah. or anything for a year because it's like, well, nobody's going to be like, oh, it's spring. Let me get yeah. Home Alone. But Home Alone stayed into theaters through like May. Yeah. It was a hit. It was a hit. And I don't like people that it are stayed like- stayed in theaters till they had Home Alone 2 ready. Yeah, exactly. Eight months later. They, people- <laughs> No time to rewrite the script. <laughs> people slightly, yeah, old man maker and old lady. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a find and replace on the script. Shoot it again. Put it in New York. I don't like people slightly older than us mm-hmm. that are like, oh, that drivel. You know, people <laughs> people really, you, it, Home Alone is you either love it or you hate it. Mm-hmm. And I just don't understand the haters, man. I I'm not about that. I don't think I've met any Home Alone haters. So they had this revival uh, for like a few shows only. You mm-hmm. go to the movie theater, you buy a ticket. And you sit and you watch Home Alone on the big screen, just like it's nineteen freaking ninety. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, now, was it on film, Tim? Was it an original print? 
Yeah, of course, Tom. It was? It wasn't just like a digital copy? No, it was uh, much like the, the classic film, The Leisure Class. <laughs> Best enjoyed on film. All right. Uh, but uh, he, they're, uh, they, they started out first. Like Everybody's there, like, pumped. And so there's a... Uh, like Home Alone trivia on mm-hmm. the, the thing, and it's telling you about like uh, I don't know production. Yeah, who who was sleeping with who? Yeah, exactly. It's like Catherine O'Hara was banging Buzz. <sighs> Buzz wishes. Yeah. Um, but uh, so is that, and then uh, and then they the the lights go down and everybody's mm-hmm. like, woo, no trailers, Tom. <laughs> but then this guy comes on the screen, some doof that was like filmed in the lobby. Of okay. the movie theater, and he's like, "Welcome to the 25th anniversary showing of Home Alone. Everybody loves the classic Home Alone." And then he like put his hands on. He went like, mm. "Ah!" Yeah. But it was like a 30 year old man, mm-hmm. maybe 40 year old. Like it's like, no, we want to see the kid do it. Yeah. Not, see, not a man you? in the lobby. If I wanted to see a man in the lobby do it, I could have done that before the movie. Yeah, I could have given him a hot foot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so anyway. He uh he, he goes on to say like uh he he repeats all the trivia that was on the screen earlier. Well, he probably didn't know at the time that he was filming it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> probably, no, you're not gonna put all the trivia on the screen beforehand. Made me look like a real <laughs> asshole, are you? <laughs> uh. And then at one point he's like, "Well, you're gonna really enjoy the movie." And it's like, "Yeah, I know I'm really gonna enjoy." <laughs> you think anybody's here? <laughs> watching Home Alone stumbled the in. By the way, there was nobody under 30 in the whole place, yeah. which, of course, yeah. yeah. Um, Not even anybody that brought their kids to try and uh, no. hoist it on them? No, it was it was in the back of a, in the back room of a strip club, Tom. <laughs> oh, but I yeah. mean, that sounds that's weird. Yeah. So um, when the guy was doing the intro in the lobby, that was in the strip club. Yeah, but it was like uh, on the... Uh, but it like, was classy? No, well, it was like uh, during the day, like oh, okay. on the stage, like all the they lights the were on. Out. Somebody was like sweeping mm-hmm. the the catwalk. Is that a catwalk at a strip club? Uh, I don't know anything about strip cu- if club culture. If it's like a like a runway, a runway, yeah, yes, yeah. That's but that's also a catwalk. If if right said Fred taught me anything, and he did, he taught you. They that, did. They did. Yeah, two of them, two Freds. Really? Mm-hmm. Is that what happened? Yeah. Why didn't they just call each other, call themselves the two Freds? Uh, the name, two sexy Freds. Name was already taken. Mm. They want to pigeonhole themselves. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so this man's like, and you, uh, surely you'll be interested in uh, Home Alone, the complete Blu-ray set. Mm-hmm. It comes in a paint can, right? Because uh, the yeah, Cameron you, McAllister does Yeah, thing. you can use this to protect your house. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, yes, this classic film, Home Alone, and the classic Home Alone 2, and the instant classic <laughs> Home Alone 3. Nope. And he's like- <laughs> Nice try. And Home Alone 4. Oh, come on. Uh, protecting the home. Like, there's like a colon, something yeah. weird. Or the return home. He's like, and of course, the 2008 <laughs> classic Home Alone 5. I didn't even know there yeah, was a 5. exactly. And, I mean- it's infuriating. You know what? I almost walked right out of the theater, Tom. <laughs> because, like, you're telling me a, a man, a, a discerning man when it comes to Home Alone, mm-hmm. stop trying to, look, I'll buy whatever Blu-ray, whatever DVD you want, as long as it's one 
even two. Two isn't a good movie, but look, they got the they got the band back together. They yeah, were doing Tim what they Curry's had to do. Curry's in it, exactly. But uh, it's just it was it was insulting for him to be like, yeah, and we all know Home Alone three, four, and five equally as good. They 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 must have had to pay that man tens of thousands of dollars to. I feel like that man. That kind of garbage. I think that man was. Uh, here's what I think happened. Mm-hmm. I think this guy was the mastermind of the whole thing. <laughs> he was just like, oh, those Home Alone movies. I'm adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know what I'll do. I'll I'll buy uh, I'll buy like a, a five fifty thousand units of this Home Alone Blu-ray box set. It yeah. comes in a paint can. I'll be able to unload these. Uh, no problem. Who wants a paint can in their house? <laughs> like, I know that they make, you know, special cases for these things, but like a lot of times it's like, uh, like I know the, the Marvel movies, they made like, like a cool suitcase and stuff. A paint any, can? No, you can... any of that stuff. I don't want to, I don't want that. That just makes you look like a, a weirdo. Be like, yeah, here's a weird case, like uh, die cast in some. Well, and it's always still like pretty cheap. Yeah, not like you'd want like a real heavy paint can, Tim. You can knock somebody out with that. I would love to have a real heavy paint can. Well, you can get one. Go to the hardware store. They'd be happy to give you. Yeah, they make you buy all the paint, Tom. We've been through this. Go in the back. Well, that's where they throw them all out. Ah, rifling through the dumpsters. Yeah, at the hardware store. The hardware store. That's where you'll find me this Christmas. All right, Tim. This week, we're talking about role-playing games, RPGs, not rocket-propelled grenades, but role-playing games. Why are you saying it like that? Because nerds like role-playing games. Do you Uh, like role-playing games? Yeah, I like role-playing games. Although... You know what? I think we're mostly going to talk about... Well, we'll see where the conversation takes us. I have a lot of questions. Okay. Uh, Originally, this came up because I bought uh, this game, Fallout 4. Which everybody loves. Yeah. Our mutual friend, uh, Adam, from Left Hand Radio, suggested on Twitter that I get this game like months ago. And I kept that in my mind because he basically was like, I think you would like it. But not in a mean way, like when you say I'd like something. Like, oh, you'd like it. Uh, and I kept that in mind. I bought this game. And uh, immediately, like within a half hour of starting this game up, I was like, oh, I, this is like the kind of game where I could decide to just drop out of society and just play this game. Yeah. How how many hours have you logged? I actually haven't logged that many hours because and you're a, you're. A, I mean, I'm sure everybody's like, yeah, I know about this game. Uh, everybody's been talking uh, about this game. Now. Well, yeah, it sold a ton of copies. Yeah. Um, no, I actually haven't played it all that much because, although now I'm starting to do a little bit more because at first it was the kind of thing where uh, it was intimidating because there's just so much to do. It's a it's a rich world. Yeah. And I showed What's you an open world, open world okay. role playing game, uh, and I showed you. I bought a guide for it because I didn't know how to really play it, or I knew how to play it, but I'm like, there's so much here. I'm missing stuff. I'm doing things wrong. But this guide, Tim, this guide's a phone book. Yeah, I said you showed it to it's me. It's gigantic. I opened it up, and it's it's the thing is, I was like, well, there's gonna be a bunch of GD filler. Nope. 
It's all like eight point font. Yeah, there's words on every page. T- like tissue thin pages, and uh, the thing still weighs like fifteen pounds. I mean, I barely even cracked the spine on that book, Tim. Because now I'm like, well, now this book's even more intimidating than the damn game. Yeah. So I watch like a few YouTube videos. So the premise is, it's, it's like, the, oh, that's how you plant trees. A nuclear. Uh, yeah, there's a nuclear war in like the fifties. You're a guy who went, wait. This takes place in the fifties, kinda, because the beginning does. But then you go into a fallout shelter where, unbeknownst to you, before you get there, you're uh, cryogenically frozen. Uh, an RV dubs situation. A what? A uh, Rip Van Winkle. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you wake up two hundred years later. So like, the the wars happen. the The whole world's like a wasteland. But, you know, people survived, uh, and now there are all these, like, different factions. It takes place in Boston, the game. Okay. In Boston. Uh, What's better, Fallout 4 Uh or The Godfather Part (laughs) 2 in terms of artistic achievement? I've never seen The Godfather movies, so I I wouldn't be able to Wow, potential pop everything topic. I've never seen three. That's the one everybody hates, though, right? Yeah, but that's just because, I don't know. People just need to hate everything these well, days. Well, was huh? The Godfather 2 kind of like the first good sequel? Yeah, I think so. No, actually, people. when did... It, that didn't predate uh, The Empire Strikes Back, right? No. Not that I know, and yeah. I'm not saying that that's a good sequel because I can't uh, yeah. speak for it, but uh, that was the first one that... I but was at aware least, of like liking. science fiction movies or whatever, people had more of a like, oh yeah, they'll make more. Oh, the Muppets Take Manhattan was generally well received, <laughs> from what I understand. <laughs> yeah. But it was like the first time somebody made a sequel to a drama. I think that was like well received. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, and nowadays, it's like, well, talk to me when there's nine of them. Talk to Who me says when that? The, uh, all the big studio executives, Tim. You you really have a gift for getting in the head of a big studio exec. I have a gift for Gab. Um, but I'm not even really going to talk about um, uh, like video game RPGs. Is it? Are you making like a presentation to me right now? I'm making, gonna, Tim, okay. I have a nice investment opportunity for you, and I think it uh, be perfectly suited to a man of your temperament. A Come man on, who man. flies off the handle. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Whenever How he... dare you say that about me? Whenever somebody uh, blows all of his feathers off, <laughs> um, drops a boulder on me. But but I want to talk about like uh, like real role playing games, or not real, but like tabletop role playing games a little bit. Okay, I'm now, gonna talk about everything. Tim. Let me tell. Let me ask you something. Okay. Well, let me tell you why I could never get into. This is gonna games. be, by the way, like a uh, part of the the like uh, Tom explains something nerdy to Tim anthology. My favorite thing about these episodes mm-hmm. uh, where you explain something nerdy to me is that it's revealed <laughs> after the fact. Like, I get so many tweets. We get, like, emails that is like, Tom got so many things <laughs> wrong. Tom doesn't know what he's talking well, about. Well, that's what the Internet's for, Tim. Tim, you should do not, uh, d- d- do not go to Tom yeah. for this information anymore. And, uh, like... Uh, I can't stay away, Tom. Yeah, you just gotta keep coming back can't for more. Quit your terrible explanations <laughs> of things you're not interested in. Um, 
role playing games. Yes. I used to think they were called that mm-hmm. because you would roll dice as oh. you're playing a game. Boy, you would have been laughed at the back room of a comic book store, Tim, if you had said something like that. Yeah, I, I <laughs> maybe like perhaps today. Uh huh. When it's like, why is it spelled R O L E if you're just rolling dice all yeah. that? Oh, no, you're, you're playing, playing a, a role. role. But you know what? That's life, man. We're all just playing a role. Tim, did you ever go? Do you go into like back alleys where people are playing dice, and you're like, "Oh, you guys role playing?" Yeah, I did do that a lot, Dov. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. "Yeah, would you like to join?" Yeah, you want in? Yeah, and, and oftentimes I'd play. Mm-hmm. I do fairly well. I don't understand how <laughs> to play spells dice. and. Uh okay, so that's that's your one question. The does no, it, you can bo- go. Oh. Do, were you saying that's the only question I get? Oh no no no! I was just okay. I was looking, I was trying to see if you had other. Uh, okay no, give me give me the overview and then I'll. Well, here's the thing, Tim. Pretty much, uh, role playing games are. There were some like weird, I guess, kind of role playing games, but they were almost like theater, like exercises or like like, like improv exercises. Yeah, kind of like. Let's let's make a a murder mystery type thing, but it's gener- well, that sounds fun. Generally accepted that uh, it really started in 1974 with Dungeons and Dragons. Right now, somebody just punched through their monitor because they're like, "It's not." Yeah, um, and I'm I'm with them. I think I think you're dumb, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're generally wrong. The thing that's crazy to me and. You know what? I'd like to say a, a lot of this reading up about it because I'm not super well informed. I've got some things, but uh, some things that I've always thought. But um, the thing that impresses me when you read about, like, especially like 70s role playing games, reading about them now in 2015, you're like, all right, these were some fucking nerds. All right. These weren't just people who. Who you know go see you know the new Marvel movie and they're like, oh, I'm such a nerd. I went and saw uh, the top grossing movie of the year. I'm such a geek. These were nerds. It's the same thing, like just because like everything is easier now, right? Yeah. Like to oh, yeah. do anything, like to buy something, except finding love. Finding love is harder now. Yeah. No, oh, you got all the things, Tom. That makes it even harder. All the things. The paradox of choice. Yeah. In the 70s, it was you just go to one of those, uh, <laughs> what, uh, you go to a singles bar in a strip mall. Yeah. There'd and be like, uh, uh, five people of the opposite sex there. And you'd ask them all to marry you. One of them. First one that says yes, you go, yeah. all right, let's go. You'd have a baby, you're 23 years old, and mm-hmm. then uh, your life's ruined. <laughs> Right. I was reading, oh, what was it? I was reading something about like singles bars from like the 70s or 80s and like some weird thing that used to happen there. Or you go to Club Med. Yeah. Which uh, we've covered on the show, I used to think was some sort of medical retreat for people <laughs> with terminal illnesses. And it was like, come to Club Med. And I was like, that's and nice. Die, and die happy. Yeah, it's like, that's nice what they're doing for those people. Yeah, they're never going to get that money. Yeah. Um, so anyway, these were diehard nerds and I was surprised to see that, uh, learn that, uh, the same year Dungeons and Dragons was released, unlicensed versions of it were developed on mainframe university systems with like punch cards and stuff. That yeah. You had to put it- like 1974 computers 
nerds saw Dungeons and Dragons and were like, oh, this is it. Let's get the other thing I'm interested in. Let's combine these. Smart. Yeah. Because that was the forebearer. Oh, I mean, that's... Fallout 4, Tom. Fallout 4 and then... Maybe uh, even Fallout 3's 2 and 1. <laughs> no, those were those were all in the 60s. Um no, and you know all the the uh, online role playing games and stuff that are huge. Although World of Warcraft is now apparently on the decline, Tim, subscriber wise. Wow. Yep, that's what. You that's see what, what I did. It's on the decline, but the thing is, they're like, oh yeah, they only have you know uh, like uh, eighteen million people paying fifteen dollars a month to play this, like you know at this point, decade old game. All right, now I, I tell me how. <laughs> The how a typical game? It's a game. Can you say it's, oh, a it's role playing, playing game. game? All right, a session of uh, playing Dungeons and Dragons works because I always thought it would be too comp. Like, how do you know what you're supposed to do? Like, there's a guy. There's the dungeon master. Yeah, or the game master. Right, and he, if the game doesn't have a dungeon, right. But most games probably have dungeons because no, they're no. all developed by perverts. <laughs> um, so there's a dungeon master or yeah. a game master, mm-hmm. and so he's just making things off up off the top of his head. No, he's got like a guidebook and he's got a rule book. But okay. the thing is, that do uh, I know it in, as a player? Do know, I know what's in the rule book? You know some of it, but not all of it. Okay. So that's the thing. He's the guy or girl in today's day and age. Even girls can be nerds, Tim. I can tell you what, in 1974, there were no girls playing Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, now you've offended. You well, alienated some. That's people. what it was for. It was for guys who. It's because people talk like you were, were keeping them out. No, because I'm just telling you, 1974 nerds were not today's nerds, Tim. These were some intense nerds. Okay. Anyway, there there probably think, were I think, women. Tom, I don't think I I think. You're I'm saying at women are too cool. Lens. Yeah, but not all women are too cool, and it's not uncool to do this, Tom. Everybody. It does was their in own 1974. Thing. All right, go that's on. That's my thing, Tim. What were you disco dancing in 1974? Yeah, Tim. Saturday Night Fever had just come out, and I was like, "That's it. That's how." I mean, or it was gonna come out in like a few years, but I. Yeah, you were. You know, I I was talking to studio executives, and they were like, "This is gonna be a big thing, disco dancing." It's like, great, I'm in. Do you know that uh, Saturday Night Fever was based on a magazine article mm-hmm. about this uh, like disco club in like somewhere in like South Brooklyn, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, like uh, Bay Ridge or something, right? Okay. And so they optioned like a this real uh, like Italian area. Of yeah. So they licensed this movie mm-hmm. or this article to make the movie out of it. And all this stuff happens. The movie blows up. Mm-hmm. Turns out the whole article was fabricated. Uh, John Travolta made it all up. The 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 man that uh, it was all a figment of his. It was all a dream that John Travolta. <laughs> had. No, no. Uh, he they uh, uh, the guy never got into that club. Yeah, because he was probably too nerdy. Yeah. He was pissed at them, so he made it like the coolest place ever in the world. No, have you ever seen Saturday Night Fever? Mm -hmm. It's a depressing movie. It does not glamorize John Travolta's life at all. Well, what about his dancing, though? 
His dance, yeah, his dancing, and he's a great dancer. And also, the other thing I know about Saturday Night mm-hmm. Fever is that John Travolta was uh, dating uh, the woman who played his mother in The Boy in the Bubble at the time, <laughs> and she was either dying or had just died okay. during the filming of Saturday Night Fever. Yikes. So, John Travolta was a mess. Yeah. John Travolta's had a crazy life. I wish uh, someone could write a biography. I wish he. W- I wish he was a, a guy that wasn't uh, addled by uh, crazy, ridiculous ties to things. Yeah. Because he's got a story to tell. A family friend of mine went out for dinner with him once. And he seems like the nicest guy he in the said world. He's yeah. the nicest guy. Yeah, I bet he's great. I bet, uh, hey, this is Vinny Barbarino we're yeah. talking about. How could he not be great? Sorry, I took us on a tangent. So was did he blame himself for his girlfriend dying because he came out of the bubble and she got his disease? Yeah, she caught whatever he oh, had. Oh, man. All right, Tim. So what were you we talking about? Role-playing games? Yeah, role-playing games. Sure. <laughs> um, I just remember as a kid, I've talked a bunch about... Uh, I would go to the comic book store pretty much every day, especially over the summer when there was nothing to do. I just I mean go, there were things to do. You just chose Yeah, not but they to were outside anything. things. So I would go to the comic book store. <laughs> no, we would do outside things, but even those would always oh, the woods was always full of porn and creeps. We were safer in the comic book store with, you know, better the creeps you know. Like a uh, hand-drawn porn and uh, cre- and other types of creeps. I remember trench-coated creeps. I remember as a kid, and I I think I've said this to you, Tim, that uh, I think one of the things I'm grateful for is that I never got like really into anime. Oh yeah, we wouldn't be friends. <laughs> not not to say uh, that anime like. I don't It's get a whole it. different subculture. It's a whole different thing, and it's just like you wouldn't have time to hang out. <laughs> well, because it's basically like a whole country's pop culture. Like it's like you, you would have to pick. All right, who's whose pop culture am I gonna keep up with? This country's or a different country's? But anyway, when I was like twelve, I kind of was like, oh, maybe I like this. And, you know, I was experimenting, Tim. Sure. And I remember uh, a comic that I had in my, like, uh, pull list, which, you know, they keep the comics for you. So that way, you don't have to worry that the comics are going to sell out. You tell the... the How often do the comics sell out? Sometimes, Tim. Death of Superman. Yeah, I I mean, I went in there, and I was a a nobody in the comic book store. Uh, No, I mean, it was more or less... It, it, it was the kind of thing that worked out for everybody because the comic book stores didn't want to stock more than, and there were certain comics that they knew like, yeah, okay. There's four guys that read this. And if we order one issue more, nobody will buy it. Yeah. But I could put it in those other boxes that I was too intimidated to go through. <laughs> but well, they don't want it because then they got to sell it cheaper sometimes. Uh, but sometimes some comics it would be like you know that that would be the the one and you would be the guy who would go and buy it every week or every month. But then somebody else would get it and you'd be like, shit, now they're out of them. Right. So anyway, that's why you had to pull this. But Tom, I, what? when's the last time you read the Death of Superman? Uh, I read it somewhat recently. Is it good? No. Is it a good story? No. 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 See, that would be great if it was an event thing and it was like. And it was a really great story. No. But no. But I, uh, 
Next week, mark my words, because mm-hmm. I'm going home for Thanksgiving. You're gonna read Superman Lives or Super uh, Death of Superman. No, no, no I'm gonna come, uh, next week when we record. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna walk in here wearing that armband, <laughs> that black armband that came yeah. with it, with the red Superman logo on it. I remember when I got that. Uh, my dad telling me he's like, oh, God, there's gonna be some nerds wearing that in real life. <laughs> There, somebody and, was yep. late to school in fifth grade and came in wearing it and claimed his mom made him wear it. <laughs> it's like, no, that's a sign of respect. No, your mom doesn't care about Superman. But anyway, so I would go to the comic book store, and because Batman, I was Batman, President Barack Obama today. What? Oh, that's who he became. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So maybe you don't make fun of him. Um. So it'd be at the comic book store every day. And there was only so, it was a tiny comic book store. There's only so much to look at at the comic book store. So you'd always be like, all right, well, what's this corner with the role-playing games? And I remember, as a kid, trying to convince my my parents over and over to let me buy a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle role-playing game that, that they had like at the fun. store. But it was the original. Oh, like the black and white yeah, version? Oh, okay, like yeah. Like the adult uh, original Ninja Turtles and it was expensive, and I think my parents were just trying to explain to me, like, it's not what you think it is. <laughs> like, there's no little action figures in there or anything. It's all words and imagination. It's just all words, and you're going to need other people to play with them. Oh, and then you were like, well, that's a deal breaker. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. No, I had AJ and Dan. They would have played it. Um, but the one, I think the only time. I think your parents were like, no, that's a bridge too far. <laughs> Well, they were they were good in that way where they kind of guided me like, you know, and there were some things where I was like, no, I want that. And they're like, all right. But, you know, they knew better than me. They knew I was a nerd and they were like, yeah, but, you know, you want to be a nerd that like. Gets laid all the time. That's, that's what, what your they, parents that's said. What they wow. Said. Yeah. No, they were Pretty like cool. parents. Though. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Kicked your microphone. Um. No, they just put up enough of a, like, are you sure that I'd be like, uh. it was always stuff that was, like I said, this was uh, like 30 bucks for a book. Yeah. But anyway, I remember uh, a friend, uh, Matt's house, you know, Matt. Yeah, um, I know, Matt. That was the one time I ever played a role-playing game, and it was a Star Wars role-playing game. Uh, of course, because it was Matt's house. Yeah, and I, he loves Star Wars. He loves Star Wars before everybody else. I mean, not before people who saw it in theaters, I guess, because we were too young for that. But. Yeah, but he loved it. Like, for our generation, yeah, he was, he was uh, hardcore into it. Do you remember? Uh, this might be saying a little too much about Matt. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when Matt dated that girl who was, yeah. like, family friends with George Lucas? Live next door to Skywalker Ranch. Yeah, and so he went on a, a cruise with George Lucas? No, he didn't, because he dumped that girl beforehand. Yeah, that was a... Bum move, Matt. I know you're not listening, but uh, <laughs> he had dinner at George Lucas's house and didn't mention to George Lucas. Oh, by the way, I was relentlessly teased as a kid because I love Star Wars so much. Yeah, what's George Lucas supposed to say to him, though? I, well, he, we have some very exciting uh, prequels coming out soon. Yeah, and that was before anybody knew they were bullshit. So. Oh no, that was after that. No, that, it was it was like in it was like while they were making it. Yeah, yeah, but like, Phantom Menace came out in like '99. No, I don't think it did. I think it came out. Uh, who, 
Who cares? Doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, 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 hold on. George Lucas is doing his sad sack press tour right now. Yeah, what's the like, deal oh, with they that? They didn't let me be a part of it. It's like, yeah, yeah, because he almost drove it into the ground. You not even that. He's he's free to do, but he's like, no, they paid you, like literally, billions Four of dollars. Four billion dollars. Billions of dollars, so they didn't have to consult you. Yeah. Like otherwise, they would have been like, hey, we'll finance your movies, make what you want. No, they paid like. It's sad that it's like, I created this thing and nobody values me. But it's like, no, they valued you. They valued this thing you created. <laughs> to at the tune of $4 billion. $4 billion. And then they gave it all to you. And they were just like, the only thing we ask is, it's ours now. So just like, take your four. Like, that's how it works when you sell something. Yeah. It's not like uh, like uh, if I sell my printer on Craigslist, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Oh man, this guy's printing out uh, the 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 manuscript for his novel, and he didn't let me do final edits <laughs> on it. It's yeah. Like, no, uh, I I sold him the printer. Well, and Sorry. you know, over what like twenty five years, they made the 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 six Star Wars movies. Yeah. The, the original six, and now Disney's like, no, we're gonna make one a year indefinitely. Yeah, and, which is a big mistake. That things burn bright and then they burn out. I don't know. I mean, it's a it's a big universe. Do you think in twenty forty six there's going to be? Uh, well, they're not doing. Th- th- I think they've said like they've got the next six planned out. How long till people get sick of all this nonsense? <laughs> how sick? Know, it hasn't happened yet. How long until like Marvel people are like, oh, every Marvel movie is like, uh, you know, semi interesting in the begin in the first third. Mm-hmm. Uh. Kind of a mixed bag in the second third, and then uh, the last uh, third of the movie, of every movie, is exactly the same as CGI space battle. That's really boring. They might get away from that just because the Netflix shows are way better. And the, and a big part of it is because of that, because they're actually, I don't know. I, I wholeheartedly think that TV is the format for uh, comic book stories. So, but Not. you just told me that movies were over. Yeah, movies are over. You're like they're well, movies are done. Like well, they'll make as- they'll make a Star Wars TV show. I'm sure they've got. Uh, I know they always say like, oh, we're working on something. They'll make a Star Wars like HBO yeah, or Netflix the, the show. Clone Wars. I that saw- was a cartoon though. You're a cartoon. I'm not a cartoon. I've told you that a million times. They'll make a Star Wars TV show that will be fantastic. But we're not talking about Star Wars, Sorry. except that in. I had to play a Star Wars role-playing game, and I had never seen any of the Star Wars movies. I didn't know what the hell anything was. And um, I forget what I kept saying that my character was doing, and um, Matt got super mad. He was he was the game master, and uh, he was like, fine, if you're not going to take it seriously, we're not going to play. But, like, you were just trying. I, well, not that really. Because I was like, oh, games. I shoot you. Uh, okay, so what happens? Let, tell me how a typical RPG goes. Like uh, a game master is like, all right, we're in a dungeon. Okay, now everybody has to pick what character they are? Yeah. But are there guidelines for it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. you're going to be like, oh, I'm an elf, or I'm a, a But is there a, a is there a list somewhere that says, here are the things yes. you can be? Okay. Yeah. So, a thief. Right. So, so it's like, these are the characters you can mm-hmm. be. And they each have like uh, attributes. Attributes. So, and then you roll the dice for the attributes. Right. So it's like, okay, uh, 
So thieves mm-hmm. uh, better at stealing are are good at like or or, or like nimble, right, or whatever. Uh, they probably have agile. high agility and high charisma, right. But you still, for your particular thief, so like you'll roll the die and then it'll be like multiply that by three for charisma. Yeah. And then, like for speed or something, yeah, or something that a thief would be. You'll be, be good like, at. like, uh, you know, they don't. It's weighted. They're they're weighted, yes. but okay. So the the game master will be like, oh, uh, you know, an orc comes out. What do you want to do? Kiss it. Can you say kiss it? If you've got a lot of charisma, because then and then that's then the there's thing. then there's a page in the dungeon master's book where you could be like, well, this is what happens when a thief tries to kiss an orc. Roll the dice, and I'll see you if it is. No, I mean, it would basically be like the game master would be like, all right, well, that's he's going to try and uh, win it over, seduce it, use his charisma to convince it not to. But like that, that creature might have certain things that, uh, you know, it it can't be seduced. Oh, okay. You've got to. And that's also in the book. How much is up to the the dungeon master, the the game master? He's kind of like interpreting everything that's going on. So, like, he can play favorites if he wants. To a certain extent, not not a. Uh, you know, that's what I'm worried about. I'm worried. I want objective uh, mastering. Hey, a lot of it, Tim, is up to the roll of the dice. That's why I want it to be entirely up to the roll of the dice. Well, I mean, then it, that it, we're be... rolling the dice. It's well, a role-playing game. We're rolling well, then, and we're playing. Then you should just go play game. dice in the alley, Tim. That's what I try to do, but I just can't understand how it works. You know who's real into uh, uh, Dungeons & Dragons, Tim? Who? Vin Diesel. I believe it. Vin Diesel seems like a good guy. He seems like a great guy. He seems like he'd be a lot of fun to hang out with. He's a guy, too. I was looking at Vin Diesel recently, and I was like, I don't know how this guy got such a reputation as a strong man. He's not a, not in, like, uh, that good a shape, really. Is You know what's weird? He's an everyman. His name is Vin. His last name's Diesel. His first name's Vincent, Tim. That's not, <laughs> that's not that like unusual. Vin, like the Vin number on a car? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, like the Vin number on a car. Uh, but yeah, Vin Diesel super into to the point where I watched, uh, Vin Diesel playing, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, a few weeks ago on a YouTube channel. Really? Yeah. Oh, so that's not rumor. You've, you've seen oh, it. Oh, it's like he said it in, in interviews and stuff, I guess. But I guess when he was promoting what, the last witch hunter, the movie nobody saw oh, that he God. just came out with. Yeah. Um, I saw a poster and I felt sad for him. <laughs> I was <laughs> like. Oh, somebody messed up. Like yeah. you fired somebody because of this, huh? Yeah, time well, to get I don't new know. Vin Diesel. Because if he was down with it, like if he's down with Dungeons and Dragons, I think that was the thing. I think he has misread. Like, no, I'd love to. I'd love to do something with witches, man. That's your Vin Diesel. No, that's not a good one, right? No, it's got to be deeper. It's got to be real deep. Yeah, you can't even do it. You I need a voice Groot. modulator to be yeah. Vin Diesel. I like. Role-playing games. I like that my two favorite... You you want to guess my two favorite Vin Diesel performances? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and Iron Giant? Yeah. Yep. And both of them, like, he just had to say, like... He's, he said three words. Or no, four words. I am Groot. Oh, uh, yeah. Then he says, like, another word. We are Groot. Yeah. I didn't... Uh, look, the movie came But out. he said them in different ways. 
Um, and the Iron Giant, he was just like Superman. Yeah, and like I am not a bomb, or yeah. maybe that's not even he not a bomb. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, good performances. He got paid more than I have made <laughs> in my whole life to do that. <laughs> to say a few words. Yeah. But the thing is, honestly, he nailed him. To, yeah. to play those characters that have few words, you've really got to bring it. But if I'm going to hire Vin, Vin Diesel yeah, for any for any project I'm Vin doing, Diesel, I'm going to make him punch somebody. Vin Diesel is the epitome of that there are no small parts, only small actors. Yeah. Okay, so anyway. Uh, so the dungeon master, or mm-hmm. the game master, Yeah. I, I'm still not entirely clear on how much leeway they're going to be like, uh, well, uh, Bill brought uh, Cool Ranch Doritos, and they're my favorite, so, <laughs> yeah. like... Well, yeah, because I think some things are... Uh, so, his, to... so his uh, elf uh, will defeat this... Uh, yeah. Will defeat Gargamel, even though Gargamel <laughs> would normally defeat the elf uh, 999 times out of 1,000. I, I don't think there's a Smurfs RPG. There, I Bet there is unlicensed, them. sure. There are unlicensed RPGs all over the place. Why wouldn't they license a, a Smurfs? Because I don't think whatever that Danish a... creep came up with the Smurfs wouldn't be like, oh, I want more money. <laughs> but I want the Picard mail. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the reason why I never got into role playing games more as a kid though was uh, I don't like medieval stuff. No, me right? neither. Boring, and then when you think about how it smelled back then, <laughs> like you see all this medieval stuff, and also like the armor. Come on, guys. Tim, I've been in a castle with you. They're drafty, drafty They're as drafty. hell. It was depressing. There, it's like everything's uh, a little too moist, <laughs> right? Yeah. I feel like I'm always on the the verge of like, uh, what's that? Uh, consumption. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially down in the dungeons. Yeah. Which is where a lot of the stuff takes place. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of that. Uh, well, you know me. I don't like any movie with costumes in it. <laughs> right. <laughs> if if a movie couldn't have been shot with just the characters wearing their street clothes, you don't want to see. I'm it. not interested in it. Um, I remember uh, as a kid, and I don't know why, but we would like my family would go to Renaissance festivals. Really? Yeah. You guys don't. You didn't seem like the yeah. other kind. Did I ever tell you about the time, though, uh, we, our whole family almost got kicked out of the Renaissance Festival? No. What, what lowbrow shit were you doing? It was completely unintentional, Tim. But in a very short span, literally, it was me and me playing one game, you know, like carnival game, but Renaissance carnival games. Mm-hmm. Me playing one game, my dad next to me. This happened within a span of about 10 seconds <laughs> that... Look, they shouldn't have trusted me. My dad, that was, <laughs> he, he had less uh, defense, but they shouldn't have trusted me with uh, Ninja Stars. Oh, whoa. Yeah. That has nothing to do with the Renaissance. Well, I mean, there were ninjas around, just not in medieval England. <laughs> uh, but literally, the guy, he was dressed like Friar Tuck. It's like, here you go. Here's some Ninja Stars. You know how they work, right? And I'm like, yeah, I've seen fucking Ninja Turtles, you idiot. He turns his back. I throw a ninja star right into him. 
They're not actually sharp, are oh, they? Oh, no, they're super sharp because you're throwing them into wood. Oh, did they you They have kill to him? stick in the wood. Did he die? No, he was wearing like a very heavy cloak. <laughs> of course, everybody's cloaked. Uh, it was all cloaked up at the Ren Fair. But it was because I just overjudged like when you would let go of a yeah. ninja star, like a frisbee. I just let go of it too late and it went flying into this guy. Luckily, it hit him in the cloak. But at the same time, my dad was next to me doing the axe throwing. And made a similar misjudgment. About he a- did kill somebody. <laughs> he killed three people <laughs> before they stopped him. Uh, that <laughs> that the axes were much lighter than he thought they would be. He threw it like clear over the stand, like it just went flying, just it went, into it wherever. Went, it went through the sign above the stand, <laughs> like the wooden sign. It just smashed through the sign and kept going. My God. Yeah. You guys should have been. You guys are menaces at the Renaissance I'm telling you, these two things happened side by side. My mom was just like aghast. (laughs) Like, uh, like, oh, my my family is a bunch of... They all rolled thief. Yeah. Or rogue. Rogue thieves. (laughs) Yeah, so... I think that was the last time we went to the Renaissance Festival. Probably. Yeah, we barely made it out. Oh, I have an awesome... um, Were you being chased out on a horseback? No, but I do have, I think it was before this happened, a a big burlap dragon that I won uh, because I was so good at the crossbow. Were you good at the crossbow? Mm Mm-hmm. All right. Shot the dragon right in the heart. Wow. They gave me a burlap dragon. What the hell are you going to do with a burlap dragon? You have it to this day, though. Yeah. And I as remember as a kid thinking at least like this isn't a dumb stuffed animal. This is like a, yeah. a medieval thing. This is what a knight would have. Yeah. They didn't have burlap anything back they then. They had burlap? What do you think they made their sacks out of? Pelts. No, too Dragon expensive. Dragon skin pelts. Too expensive. Maybe for nice stuff, sure. When did dragons get mixed up in all that? Um, I like think, it was, uh, if I it was like they history. found dinosaur bones and they were like, what the hell are these things? Yeah. I guess they're dragons. Is that all you know about role-playing games, Tom? Um, all I care to share right now. All right, do you want to solve a problem? Yes. Welcome to Tim and Tom Solve Your Problems. I'm Tim. Tom. We're about to solve your problems. Uh, if you have a problem you'd like us to solve, email us at the complete guide to everything at gmail.com. Yes. Gmail. Yeah. Uh, Tom, this one comes from far away. Wow. Must put a lot of postage on the email. Hi, guys. I genuinely love the podcast. I'm currently listening through the whole backlog for the second time which is obviously alarming and perhaps a silent <laughs> cry for help. Yeah, now it's a public cry for help. <laughs> uh, finally, for, uh, firstly, I've noticed you rarely solve problems for people outside of the U.S. or the U.K. and Ireland. Why not throw a Swede into the mix? Because we rarely get them, but we're doing it now. Yeah. Secondly, I'd prefer if you didn't use my real name. I would like it if you called me a Swedish man. The Swedish chef. If that's too weird, just call me Thor. <laughs> Yeah, you wish. 
to my problem. I have this acquaintance. Let's call him Olaf. This guy's really going with the... I mean, it might be his real name. Deep down, I feel like Olaf isn't really a bad guy. He frequently offers to help out with stuff and is gener- generally pretty uh, a pretty positive person. Mm-hmm. However, Olaf has some character flaws. He has what we Swedes call a, quote, bad beer sense, meaning he's a mean drunk. Oh, okay. He turns weird after, I was, like... I was hoping it would be some weird Swedish, like, he has a... Uh, 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 a tendency to live in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he turns weird after like three beers, mm. and it gets worse from that point on. He's threatened to beat up one or two acquaintances of mine for pretty much no reason. Mm-hmm. He also gets really paranoid, especially after drinking. He keeps talking about being tracked by Hell's Angels and Nigerian mobsters. <laughs> what? Neither pe- of those are in Sweden. <laughs> people that are jealous of him. It's all very hard to follow. He used to be kind of a drug mule, which may contribute to this paranoia. You can't be kind of a drug <laughs> mule. Yeah. Yeah, you're in or you're out. You can be a former drug mule, but yeah. Yeah. If you if you transported drugs across uh, a country boundary that were not for your own sole personal use, then you were a drug mule. <laughs> Olaf is very friendly to me and most of my friends. I'm not scared of the guy or anything, but he does kind of wear on me. In the last year, he started contacting me about three times a month to suggest activities such as playing pool or watching football, soccer, games. I've already withdrawn from Facebook and Skype, but Olaf seems to find a way to get in touch. If I ever log on to Steam, a platform for PC games, Tom, you know about that, Mm -hmm or my group of friends' IRC channel, Olaf seems to always message me within minutes. When I avoid these services, he calls me instead. I almost never pick up and usually text him or call him back hours later to decline his offers, but he keeps doing this anyway. Mm. Olaf used to be a pretty welcome addition to most hangouts, but these days most of my friends are sick of his incessant phone calls slash texts his inability to remain civil after a few beers, and his general lack of tact. I don't have the guts to tell him to stop contacting me, and my usual tactic of dodging calls and texts isn't really working. Tim and Tom, what would you do? I'm about your age, and I feel too old to deal with this kind of shit. Sincere thanks, a Swedish man slash Thor. Slash the Swedish chef. Yeah. Hurdy gurdy birdy birdy. See you um, next week. <laughs> um, now, I'm glad he said how old he is, because that yeah. was going to be my first question. Because if you're like, you know, college age or a little after college, look, that just comes with the, the territory yeah, that Thor's somebody's going to be an asshole. But if he's over 30, then that is like, a, all right, come on. Yeah. Like, you got you to gotta not, not be a jerk. Now, the only way mm-hmm. he's gonna avoid Thor, yeah, is small if, country Sweden. Yeah, is if he provides or if he finds a way to get Thor something else to occupy his time. Right? Olaf, you mean? Oh yeah, Olaf. Yeah, uh, Olaf like uh, Thor's the guy. Sorry, uh, Olaf like uh, will need to like he'll keep. He's got nothing to do, right? He's one of these yeah. guys that's mm-hmm. like, 
Oh, to Thor, he's an acquaintance. Mm-hmm. To Olaf, Thor is a <laughs> His best dear friend. friend. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so so th- they need to fill his life with something. Otherwise, like, I feel like he can't confront them and be no. like, "Look, I don't, I don't want this to happen anymore." Because uh, no, because it sounds like he'd still see him from time to time, even if he did that. Yeah. So it, it wouldn't accomplish anything other than, other than making Thor the uh, target for his like drunken angriness. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I know people like this. Uh, that have uh, friends of mine who have uh, had a bad alcohol sense or whatever he called it <laughs> and tried to start fights with friends yeah. of mine for no reason. Um, and there's no good way to deal with that other than like being like, uh, maybe I'll engineer a way for him to fight someone <laughs> who he'll definitely lose to. Yeah. But even that, that's tricky because then it's like, eh, but then that guy might kill him. Yeah, and you don't want a dead speed <laughs> on your hands. No, that's the last thing you want. You um, take it from me. Oh. It's not something you want hanging over you. Um, What else is there to do? I mean, maybe you should try and find a role-playing group to get uh, Olaf involved in. Uh, Did you ever see uh, Freaks and Geeks, Tom, the television program? Uh, a, a few episodes. The last episode, uh, James Franco's cool guy character got really into g- Dungeons and Dragons. And uh, like uh, it was implied that mm-hmm. like that was going to be his, his his thing. Yeah, like his his uh, journey from now on. Mm. He's going to quit being a burnout freak and just uh, be a Dungeons hardcore and Dra- geek. Yeah. Um, frame a frame him for a crime? Can you do that in Sweden? Well, it sounds like he doesn't even need to frame him. He can just call up the authorities and be like, "Hello, I have a drug mule here for oh, you." Yeah. That's the other thing. He might have then, dangerous friends. Yeah, but it's Sweden, so it'll be like, "All right, well, we'll have to send him to this resort to reform him." Yeah, that's true. Probably be the best thing for him. Yeah, we'll have to send him to IKEA. They'll be like, "You can drink." A lot of beers, but not too many beers. <laughs> yeah. In prison. Yeah. You can't drink alcohol in prison. That stinks, huh? You I mean, it makes own. a lot of sense. Yeah, you make your own. Yeah, though. toilet wine. Yeah. That, to me, seems like... <laughs> That's a bridge too far for you. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't do it, Tom. Oh, wow. Oh, look, look who has the moral high ground. It's not even the look moral Look who's above high. toilet wine. How much... Would you drink toilet wine if I made it for you? No, but if we were in prison, yeah. I would consider it like a really nice thing. Right. All right, so what what can Thor do about <laughs> Olaf? Uh, get him into Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah. Or, uh... The thing is, I think, in all seriousness, Olaf's going to have to just keep on keeping on with what he's doing with the avoidance. Yeah. And it sounds like that's... Thor's n- going to have to do that. Yeah, though, Thor. Yeah. That it's never gonna bubble over where this guy's gonna like come to his house and be like, "Why are you avoiding me?" Yeah. But uh, but at the same time, uh, this might just be the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I know people like could that. Could be worse. He could be in prison. Tom, we were talking about this the other night. There are certain people in our lives mm-hmm. that have been kind of like Olaf esque. Mm-hmm. Our ex wives. And then you just uh, kind of ignore them as much as possible or, or avoid. And then eventually... They go to jail. They turn normal. Yeah. They turn yeah, like that, yeah. The odds are he'll just turn into a normal guy. And then, like, 
you know what? The what's gonna happen? It's, it's Murphy's Law. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gonna you're gonna ignore him, and finally he's just gonna move on with his life, and then he's gonna become like a tech billionaire or something, <laughs> and you're gonna like try to hang out with him, and he's gonna be like, nope. Yeah. Sorry, pal. I don't pal. think that's Murphy's Law. Eh, it's Murphy's Law. <laughs> yeah, I think you're thinking of Murphy Brown. You're thinking of Murphy's Brown. I'm thinking of uh, Miles from Murphy's Brown. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have a problem you'd like us to solve, you can email us, thecompleteguideeverything at gmail.com. You can also... Ah, uh, Frank, Frank Fontana You can also Murphy Brown. <laughs> you can also uh, find our website, tcgt.com. You're doing your your shopping, especially your holiday shopping. You should be doing it at tcgt.com slash Amazon. Uh, you can come to our live show in New York, December 4th. Yeah! tcgt.com slash live. You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash complete guide. Follow us on Twitter at complete guide. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at <laughs> your pal Tim. I think that's all the things to plug. Uh, if you want to, there oh, are people Patreon. right Jeez. now, Tom. For God, there are people watching us over the internet. Yeah, via webcam. If you can believe it, they're they're watching us record this episode. They just saw my dog walk by. Yeah, everything's happening for yeah. them. They're they're Patreon subscribers. I did a monologue for them. It's great. <laughs> yep. Uh, you can uh, pledge and get a free weekly mini episode. This week is about cocaine. Yeah. Cocaine facts. Yeah, it's great. Uh, amazing facts. Uh, you get a bunch of other things. Uh, TCGTE dot com slash pledge. Um, and I think that's everything, right? That's all of it, Tim. You gave me this beer that's eight point three percent alcohol. Eight point two. Jeez, they're so drunk you can't even know numbers. I can't even read the label. Uh, would you ever play a role-playing game, Tim? Yeah, I think so. Under what circumstances? Um, if people that I know were doing it. <laughs> like, I wouldn't be like, if, if there were a bunch of people, if there mm-hmm. were f- friends of mine, like three or more that were like, let's do this, I wouldn't be like, nah, oh, I don't want to be like, yeah. Um, I think it's fine. I just think I d- I would want to make sure that everything was objective, <laughs> above board. Yeah, I don't want it to be well, like maybe. I gotta kiss the dungeon master's ass all night. Yeah, it's true. Well, maybe you should be the dungeon master. I would love to be the dungeon Tim, master. Nobody... You don't have anywhere near the qualifications to be a dungeon master. What are the qualifications? Hey, you need to have played a role playing game before. Is that true? Yeah, or is that the best step, way to learn? No, you can't just step into because that's the dude who needs to know all the rules. Yeah, but he everybody got the else can just him, fumble Tom. around. Tom, let me tell you something. Whenever we're playing a new board game mm-hmm. that nobody in the group has has uh, played before, mm-hmm. I'm the guy who reads the instructions and explains to everybody all the rules. Yeah, that's why I'm, it takes everybody so yeah, long. I'm take charge, Timmy. That's what they call me. All right, we'll see you next week. Thank you.